0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I'm your host, Sam the SLB. Alongside me today as always, the man behind the Twitter, the other half of Above the Ring's operations and one-third of Bedlam Media's operations, it's Scott. I'm making this very dramatic right now because just before I hit record, I told Scott, this is like the Christmas for Above the Ring We woke up this morning all giddy, totally not in our pajamas, totally not waking up our parents, waking up confused as how did we get to our 30s this fast? You know, why is my back hurt? But the one constant, Sky, it's WrestleMania weekend.
1: Uh, Seriously. Oh my God. Woke up this morning and I was just like, oh, it's here. Yes. I waited so long for this. Now we get to see fourteen matches over two nights, and with a crowd, with a crowd. I know. And, oh, and one of probably
0: the most ambitious stages we have ever seen.
1: Yes, it, it's like this. this we, we're if we don't have a battle between the two battleships tonight, I'm gonna be very sad. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this.
0: WWE has, like, two types of stages. One, they'll either have just a big fucking screen and the big stage, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's always good to kind of switch back and forth. Right. Um, Or they do stuff like this or WrestleMania 33, where I was at. And it's a little biased, but I still think WrestleMania 33 had one of the
1: coolest fucking stages. No, I agree. I mean, that stage was, like, a mile long, but the top part that was that was amazing. I loved it. Like all the like the the rides stuff that they built. I'm like, what? Like this is incredible. But if you have not seen the pictures that have come out for this battleship, this pirate ship that they built for WrestleMania, you need to go on Twitter or somewhere and find it, because this is absolutely spectacular. Probably the best one I've actually ever seen them make.
0: You know, it's funny, like, at this point, I'm not, I wouldn't be convinced if Vince McMahon threw money at James Cameron and said, find me an actual pirate ship in the ocean.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah, No, Vince, that would not surprise me either. <laughs> it is of size. Oh my God, yeah. it's built like it, yeah. an actual ship. Yep, yeah, it's a one-to-one replica, folks. <laughs>
0: So, another thing I want to mention, and I was just about to say this, and I want to save it for the podcast. So, I'm not familiar with most of the matches, per usual, because I don't usually watch (laughs) Raw or SmackDown. However, Scott, I think I'll be watching Raw on Monday.
1: Yeah, especially after, you know, what happened on NXT uh, TakeOver Stand to Deliver. I I will stand by it. I I honestly feel that it was a send-off for... Two of NXT's favorites. So, mm-hmm. yeah, him being one of them. And I think EO might be the other. So just... it would not surprise me if somebody shows up on Monday or on Friday. Well, now, I want so that, to...
0: That aside, <clears throat> I'm actually am looking at this card. Even three years ago, four years ago, I'm looking at this card, and the people in this, these matches are people you would not have fucking even imagined being where they are on this card. Very true. First and foremost, uh, we won't even go through the matches just yet, but I just want to say, first of all, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre for the title. Yep. What, Bobby Lashley, an Impact champion, King of the Mountain champion, You know, fucking blasted his way. Wasn't really doing much. The first round comes back. Everyone's like, "Fuck, what are they doing with Bobby Lashley?" This is just that they gave him a belt and he's headlining Mania. Yep, I've always loved Lashley. Same.
1: Same, and
0: I know Scott's prediction on that one off the bat. If he has pants, he wins. If not, then that's it.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a that's a that's a very good analogy. Um,
0: da- D- Damien Priest. Who I saw as Punishment Martinez no more than three years ago in Ring of Honor. True, true. Is now in Mania. Yep. Um, Cesaro has a singles match.
1: Yep, his first heart. ever not on the kickoff show. Yeah, or
0: tag match. Like exactly. I'm, I'm just I'm I'm <clears> fascinating. <throat> Yo, Bianca Belair in Sasha Banks. That I I'm 100 percent convinced that's the main event.
1: It is. They, they they've, annou- the they, they've announced it as of last night. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair <sighs> will close night one of WrestleMania. And Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre will kick off WrestleMania. What a way. What a way to have night one. <laughs>
0: you know, we have Riddle. <clears throat> um, another Owens and Zayn match. Let me tell you, that was the match that really brought me back from Battleground
1: 2016.
0: Yes. They were going to put on a banger. Biggie versus Apollo Cruz for the IC title. Yep. You know, Biggie, when was the last time he was in a singles match at Mania? It's been a long time. Yep. Uh, and of course, Roman Range, Edge, and Daniel Bryan. Like, this is like. I, I, I'm looking at this. This is just a card that, at this point, I would have expected so many other people involved, whether it be Goldberg or whether it be. Just You're just looking at this, and you're like, wow. You're like, this is just, this is an unbelievable card because of how unique it is. Exactly. It's kind of of like, when I remember looking at the card from WrestleMania 32, and then when I went to WrestleMania 33, and there's like half of that roster from 32 wasn't (laughs) even at 33. Right? It was like there was a huge shift in talent. And this is another one. And I think that's what's really exciting. Because the past couple of years, I feel like we've had the same talent over and over and over again. Yep. (sighs) That being said, Scott... (sighs) Sorry, I'm like... I'm so pumped right now.
1: I know. It's... Yeah, this is... Like, I don't even know... I don't even know what to expect. Like, I was talking about this last night on my SmackDown study. I still don't know who I'm going to pick for the majority of these matches. And I've watched every Raw, every SmackDown, trying to, you know, figure out who I should pick for this. And for a lot of these matches, I'm like, I have no clue. I don't know. It's going to be straight up guessing and it's going to be terrifying. I hate it. (laughs) I could go 0 for 14, but I'll still be entertained as hell because it's WrestleMania weekend.
0: Yeah, um, I'm just, I'm just thinking back to when I was a kid. I'm gonna reminisce a little bit. We can do this, Scott. We don't. We we never just get to talk. It's about, true. Like our love for we're always like business. You know, we are like the hurt business, except we are straight business, and it hurts. We don't get to talk more than what we talk about. That's true. Um, I just remember being a kid, and even before I watched wrestling, I knew WrestleMania was a big thing. You know, my uncle watched wrestling back in the day. My parents watched it way, you know, way before the Attitude Era. Because they're really not, you know, they're not too old. They're in their mid-50s. So you got to think they were turned 30 in the late, you know, mid-late 90s. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they knew Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan. They watched wrestling all the time growing up. But, like, I remember 20. That was the first one I actually remember happening. And I remember the card (laughs) and thinking about, you know... Lo and behold, you know, that was John Cena's first Mania. Um, You know, that was the infamous what had things not gone the way they were. That main event may may have cemented itself as the best WrestleMania main event. Um, Yep. You just had, you know, you know, the infamous what led to, you know, more recent events, you know, Goldberg taking on Brock Lesnar. You you had some monumental matches, uh, evolution taking on the rock and sock connection. Um, it was just really, really exciting. And they did that in Madison Square Garden. That was pre before that was when only two of the WrestleMania's happened in like huge arenas. Yep. You know, and like two minutes later it's like, no fuck it, garden's gone. We need like sixty, seventy
1: thousand people in here. Yeah. Because they used to lose money when they went to Madison Square Garden. Like I don't know if Madison Square Garden just charged that much more, but anytime they used to do like TV tapings, they'd lose money. <laughs> so that's why whenever they go back to Madison Square Garden, it's just a house show, or at least it was back before, you know, pandemic era. Do, it was yeah. It's do crazy. You
0: think that that had to do with Hypothetically, so Vince had that locked down for years. Yes. Nobody else could go there. Do you think that's because, you know, even though they only let, you know, WWE only wanted them there because that was their home base, that the owners were
1: probably like, okay, if it's only you, we're going to upcharge the price. That's definitely possible. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's business. They're going to figure out a way to make as much money as they can. So I I would not be surprised if that was the case.
0: Me neither, but um, Scott, let me ask you: like, like when you think about mania, like, what what
1: what are your fondest memories over time? Oh man, Um, I think the first mania that I remember watching, and this was obviously not live because you know my parents. We're not going to spend like 60 bucks for a wrestling event when I was young because, you know, no. <laughs>
0: well, Scott, let me ask you. Would you spend 60 bucks for a wrestling event now?
1: I, I mean, now I do it mo- pretty much like every other month for other companies that have their pay-per-views. But <laughs> that's because I have the money to spend. It's also so, bucks. Right, and it's a little bit cheaper. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm okay with that. If it was $60 I'd still do it. If it was monthly, absolutely. Probably not because that's just insane. That's why the WWE Network was such a blessing because of like, oh, pay $10 a month and watch every pay-per-view that WWE throws at me, including all the stuff for NXT and all the other shows that they throw up there, which have been incredible. Yes, absolutely. Now with Peacock, it's kind of like, well, half the stuff, not even half, like quarter of the stuff is there. A lot of a lot of it's being edited so I'm a little sad but I'm only paying two dollars and fifty cents a month for the first four months so I'm like all right well I guess I get what I pay for right now maybe things will change once they start adding the content back in but until then it is what it is so I've,
0: I've deterred you so what was the first remaining you remember watching
1: uh I need to I need to remember. Um, I believe... I just need to see the match card. The first one I remember was the one with Lawrence Taylor.
0: Uh, WrestleMania 11 or 12?
1: Yes, I was thinking 11. Yeah, 11. Lawrence Taylor, Bam Bam Bigelow. For some reason... Because I was a big football fan... Growing up, I mean, I'm still a football Mm -hmm. fan now, but, you know, hearing Lawrence Taylor is going to be at WrestleMania, I was like, what? Like, like two things, you know, coming together that I never expected because, you know, I'm a kid. I'm like, what the hell is going on? But they actually had it free on TV. So this was, I think, the following year. Yeah, so I just remember sitting down, this was in the early 90s, or mid to, actually mid-90s, and I just remember sitting down on TV, and on my couch, and just watching it, um, and I'm just like, this is incredible, like, I kind of want to start following these now, and then every year I'd start asking, once, you know, April rolled around, like, hey, uh, mom and dad, um. I'd, um, I'd like to watch uh, Wrestlemania and uh, could I? <laughs> took, took him a few years to say yes, but uh, the first Wrestlemania I remember watching um, in my parents' kitchen um, it was Wrestlemania I believe it was 18 when Hogan and The Rock had their epic showdown and i remember losing my mind when the crowd turned on the rock started chanting for hogan and i'm literally sitting at my kitchen table like jumping up and down on my chair and i can still hear my parents be like what are you doing <laughs> like tried to explain to them what's going on and um, I mean, they weren't really big wrestling fans. Um, my mom obviously knew of Hulk Hogan because her father, my grandfather, was a huge wrestling fan. I actually got into wrestling because of him. Um, so my mom kind of understood what was going on. And my dad, once he once he heard what was happening, was just like, oh, all right, just, just keep it down a little bit. And I'm like, okay, I'll try. <laughs> but still just freaking out. Uh, and then ever since then, every year I was able to talk my parents into getting it. So I'd have other friends would come over and we'd watch in the living room on the bigger TV, and we'd 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 make it into a whole event. We'd have we'd have snacks and you know or delivery, and uh, it was it was a good time. Um, and then ever since then, I think the only mania that I missed since then was 25. Of course, when the greatest wrestling WrestleMania match of all time happened. This is the year that I missed it. So I actually didn't get a chance to watch that until, like, years later. So. So the craziest thing. So you mentioned.
0: <clears throat> so I know a couple of people who've been to a handful of manias. Which is kind of jello. Granted, you and I were talking about next year. That's true. next year happened. Yes. But. um. I knew somebody who went to 18 Ugh. and 14. And he goes, he goes, the pops from when Stone Cold won the belt. Oh, oh my God. Insane. He goes, but however, he goes, the pop for, Ho- you know, the building for Hogan and Rock. Like he goes, you could never, ever re emulate the energy in that building.
1: No, no. And, and of course, it's also in Toronto. And Canadian fans are known for being rambunctious, I believe, maybe the word I want to use. But other than UK crowds, Canadian crowds are the best wrestling crowds out there. Because they take, even though they know that wrestling is predetermined and whatnot, they take the shit seriously and they love it. I wish American fans would do the same. There are pockets. There are certain cities that you know people are going to explode at, like Chicago and Boston. You know, Dallas. You know, uh, Los Angeles. The hotbeds, the major cities, because the crowds will come to those places. And I wish those other obscure towns would would be the same. Because there's been some Raws and Smackdowns that I'd watch where either the crowd is dead. Or they try to take over the show with stupid chants that have no need to be there. And it's just like, it's an embarrassment, number one, to the town that they're in. Because WWE spent their money to go there to try to promote. And two, I feel bad, I feel terrible for the wrestlers. Because they're going out there trying to entertain and the crowd's just hijacking the show. So, it's it's unfortunate. I wish that, you know... Those those obscure towns would take their you know their cues from you know people over in the UK or people over you know up up in Canada. It's just it's a it's a little it's a little upsetting to see.
0: Yeah, well, <clears throat> let's let's get right into it, Scott. Night one tonight, less than twenty four hours. Less than twelve hours, Sam. Less than twelve. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, Sam. No math today. Um, <laughs> well, I know was seven and seven is fourteen. There's two nights in Mania, but let's kick it off. Scott, match number one: Bobby Lashley taking on Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. All right,
1: I'll, since I know these storylines because I've been I've been torturing myself to watch them, <laughs> um, I'll let you have those first picks, and then I will have my retort afterwards.
0: Okay, so. Going off of this, and Drew just had a long run, a long solid run from what it sounds like for everyone who watched throughout the whole thing. Um, oh, this is tough now. I think about it <clears throat> <laughs> because I'm sitting here and I'm like, Bobby last year's got it and he deserves a good title run. However, Drew McIntyre never got the pop he did from last year. So hypothetically, they could have done this. So Drew McIntyre get the pop this year from winning. Maybe not Very as much. True. Name, but you know, I'm going to stick with Lashley. I think I think Lashley's on his way. You know, up for a
1: uh, a decent run. No, I, I I will actually definitely agree with you there. Um, <clears throat> as as upsetting as it was <clears throat> last year at WrestleMania, because obviously we know pandemic, no fans, no nothing. So you're right. Drew didn't get the pop he deserved. They tried to give it to him um, during the Thunderdome episodes when he had his feud with Randy Orton and won the title back. It was kind of good, but it was at the same time kind of, I don't know, half-hearted because obviously they're piping in the crowd noise. It's not authentic, so it doesn't really sound like it should. So I think that might be the best that they give him. Um, I think this match m- may be the second best match of the night uh, and I'll, and I'll get to which one I think will be the first once we once we get to it but <clears throat> even with the hurt business essentially falling apart in the last couple of weeks um, I still think Bobby Lashley's going to retain but I think this match could easily go 20 25 minutes. Good way to kick it off. Yes. I think it's a perfect way to kick off WrestleMania. Um, I, I, I kind of enjoy the fact that they've been having title matches right off the rip. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed, um, I think it was maybe 35 when Rollins got Lashley, uh, got Lashley, got Lesnar to have the title match right then and there. I thought that was a great surprise title match. Um. But also having it, you know, said, you know, beforehand, it does work because it gets you more hyped for the for the show itself. So I can understand both both ways.
0: It's 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 crazy. So it's something that you know I've noticed, especially with AEW, which they're really good at. I'm going to jump over to the other product for a moment. Um, oh, so one of the best things about AEW is they put, I would say, they put the best match on at the beginning. You could always have people wait, sure, but they're like, no, we're gonna kick this off. We're just gonna fucking go full steam ahead.
1: Right. And I think the I think a lot of that had to do with because they were head to head with NXT, which would also do the same thing. They put one of their best matches up first because they want to grab the attention. I'm interested to see if this continues now that NXT is moving to Tuesday. That's fair. They, it could be it could be a switch on both
0: both products' fronts. Right. But um Yeah, I think I think especially at Mania. You can't do it all the time though. You can't do it all the time. You gotta have like surprises. Like with the way Rollins came out is like, no, we're doing this title match now. Right? Yeah. It it just it was like 35 was a fun one. I think there was a lot of moments. I agree. I know it was really fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Um But anyways, uh both for Lashley on that one. Yes. um, Number two. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest taking on The Miz and John Morrison. Now, if logic presents itself <laughs> correctly, this one should be the free space on the bingo board because very rarely do celebrities lose WrestleMania matches. Right. So I'm off the bat just going to say it's going to be Bad Bunny and Damian Priest.
1: Okay. All right. Um, I, again, will agree with you. You you are correct when it comes to... Um, the celebrity is not losing however i will say that bad bunny has been probably the best celebrity we've ever had on oh, really? wwe programming the man is all in like obviously the whole i don't know if you if you saw this at all but he is an actual former 24/7 champion yep um he he gave the belt back to r truth because he said he respected the company so much that he knew that r truth deserved to have the title back. It's like the way he's the way he's composed himself, the way he he's kind of like dove all in into this Miz Morrison um, feud that they've been having for the last like month, month and a half now has just been great. Like I, I thoroughly enjoy him. Being on television, I remember when he first showed up. I'm like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Because, yeah, I'm a little out of touch when it comes to modern music. I'm an oldies guy, so that's 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 my wheelhouse. But ever since he showed up, like WWE's ratings have popped a little with him being there, and he's been really entertaining to watch. And I can honestly say, the man knows how to throw a right hook. <laughs> Uh, and I don't know if if Priest taught him how to do that, but he threw a punch at Miz a couple Raws ago that I thought he legitimately popped Miz. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: that's that's crazy. That's you know, again, even though I'm and I told myself I'd never fall out of touch. Told myself I'd never never fall out of touch. But yo know, that's good to hear. That is absolutely good to hear. Um, up next um, the new day taken on AJ Styles and Omos for the Raw tag team titles. Yep. Oh, this one this one might be a tough one. Um and again, Scott knows the product better than I, but I could be I could I could be wrong, which isn't the case with product I don't watch, but um, <laughs> The New Day, they are always going to be probably the best tag team in the past ten years. Yep. I mean you put them up against the Usos. I mean, then it's like almost tie. Like it's tough. It's super tough. Yeah. But that being said, um, <clears throat> you're going up against the one of the best in the world. And I don't know what their plans are for almost. I hope I, is that how you pronounce the name? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm not sure what their plans are. I don't know if he's like a... sign sign talent. He's born in
1: 94. He's younger than me. <sighs> <Okay. laughs> wow. This is actually This is actually his first official match as well. So with that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if they won the title.
0: You know what? I'm going to just go for it. I'm going to say ages Styles and almost get the titles tonight. All right.
1: Yep. Once again, Sam... We are in agreement. As much as I obviously, you know, my love for the New Day, um, the storyline for this has actually been outstanding. Which, you know, when it comes to New Day, pretty much everything they do touches, you know, everything they touch is turned to gold. Um, Maybe about a month ago, um, almost got himself involved in a match uh, that AJ was having, I believe, against Kofi. And Woods tried to protect Kofi by attacking Omos on the outside. Not exactly the smartest move because Omos is a goddamn giant. And, but Woods protected his boy. That's what you got to do. So Omos ends up grabbing Woods by the throat, picking him up, and deposited him over the barricade but the way the camera angle was, the camera angle always with almost faces upward at him just to like further make him seem like such a dominating force. So the camera's up and while, while almost has Woods in the air, it's like he's like 12 feet up in the air. And then all of a sudden he just deposits him on the other side of the barricade and you never see Woods again for the rest of the match. Like he's gone. like He has been banished to the underworld. The man is gone forever. <laughs> so ever since then, Xavier Woods has been on a mission to intimidate, to try to intimidate or antagonize or do something to Omos just to piss him off. And it's been one of the f- funnest things to watch. But I have a feeling that Omos is going to get the last laugh tonight. I would not be surprised if Omos pins Woods for the title just to further stamp um, the don't mess with almost you know type of mentality that everybody should have. Um, but obviously, uh, AJ is obviously AJ Styles. The funny part is he's lost three straight weeks in a row to Xavier Woods in a variety of ways, which has so, been hilarious to watch.
0: <laughs> so by wrestling logic and not sound like a mark, so if he's lost three times
1: in a row – You would think New Day would win. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. So I think uh, I think AJ and, and almost are gonna are gonna be the new Raw tag team cha- uh, new Raw tag team champions. And if I remember correctly, if AJ wins the belts tonight, he will become a Grand Slam champion in WWE, which he deserves absolutely. You know, I
0: I think, and I I will I've said this since I've gotten back into uh, you know, since I've become very familiar with his product. You know, originally, I, the first time I saw him was him in the club, uh, talk about beating up John Cena at the uh, the draft in 2016. And I was <laughs> like, well, I'm like, this guy sounds pretty cocky, but then after watching him getting familiar with AJ, he probably is the best talent in the company. He. Yep. And don't get me wrong, nobody nobody else is bad. There's a lot of talent that's really good here. But AJ Styles, low-key. I don't always say low-key. Like, if you were to pick the three greatest wrestlers in the world right now, I'd say Kenny Omega, Kazuchika Okada, and AJ Styles.
1: Mm, yep. You
0: know, presentation and in-ring of talent. But Agreed. Up next, wow, we got a steel cage, Scott. Whew. <sighs> Braun Strowman taking on Shane McMahon, which also kind of downplays the idea that Shane McMahon is going to jump off the,
1: the ship. <laughs> That's true. I mean, he could get tossed off the ship at some point during the night. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, this here,
0: I'm not even... I don't even know how this started. Like, everything else so far, I kind of get an idea. I don't even know where this is going.
1: Yeah, you, you'll 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 hear my bit about this in just a moment.
0: Okay, so I'm going to say... <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna just throw a. Uh, I said th- I did this the other day. I said throw a monkey in the wrench. No, I'm gonna throw a monkey wrench <laughs> in, the, in the tire here. Um, I'm gonna say Braun.
1: Okay. All right. I will agree with you, obviously, because no offense to Shane, he has no business beating Braun. Number one. Um, the whole this is probably the match out of all fourteen that I give the least shits about. Um, only because the way this whole thing kind of evolved, this is basically Shane trying to bully Braun, like legitimately. Like, like some of the <laughs> some of the um, the segments that they've had have been some of the worst stuff that I've seen in, in quite a while. Like they they brought out like Braun's pretend like terrible report cards. Shane like stuttering to to make fun of Braun. It's just like, guys, one of your biggest things is be a star, not being a bully. I get it. It's a television show, and you're going to do whatever you want to do, but Shane's the worst person to have him do this. It's just, there's been times where I, I literally almost turn off the television and be like, I'm done with the show for the night, because the segments have been that bad. And you know, how optim- you know how optimistic I am with WWE, and I try to make everything positive and happy. I've actually apologized on my podcast for being so upset about this. <laughs> it's just such a bad, bad feud. I don't like it. I want it to die, and I hope that Braun either puts Shane through the ring or... I don't even care if he throws him off the the cage and Shane wins the match. I don't care. I just want it to end. <laughs> I just don't like this at all.
0: <laughs> but for all you know, you're saying that, and you and I could be like talking tonight on our post show. And you, we, you, look, with any anything can happen. So oh yeah, absolutely. That's the thing I think you and I are definitely definitely good at. It's like okay, I'm gonna watch. We could see some some absolute fucking magic here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be something ridiculous. Shane is known for taking huge bumps. I mean, I was at I was at WrestleMania 32. I saw I watched Shane jump off the hell of a salad, go balls first in through the announce table after taking it by. I mean, this actual video of me screaming like a little girl when this is happening. That must I mean, have
0: been insane. Oh he my god. Go. It's funny because I went to the Hell in a Cell 2016 in Boston and when Charlotte and Sasha started climbing the cage, the, the cage everyone's like, yeah, throw one of them off. And then they didn't do anything. And we're like, yo, wh-
1: what? Yeah, I know. I, I remember seeing that, watching it at home. It was like, what? I'm like, you didn't do anything. Like, what the fuck? Imagine, though, being back in like, nine. was it
0: 97, 98? Yeah. The first time it happened. So, so Shane doing it. It's happened before, and it's like, fuck, he's a madman, and yeah. the king is taller. But imagine just being there and watching what looks like a homicide. <laughs> yeah, I go back and I show people who are not familiar with wrestling. I go, you ever see the Hell in the Cell? You familiar with Mick Foley and Undertaker's match? Mm-hmm. And you show them, and they're like, what? I go, yeah, it's a fake now, huh? Right, <laughs> like, like, like you can't like. Oh, this, I, I, oh, man. And Shane, Shane is, Shane in his own right is almost like a hardcore legend
1: because he's, he's just, he's very, just dangerous. He's been in some of the most ridiculous matches that he's taken unnecessary bumps that are insane. Like the, the King of the Ring match that he had with Kurt Angle always sticks in my mind, especially with him getting tossed through both panes of glass. Like, taking a a German suplex from from Kurt Angle and not breaking the glass and landing directly on his neck. Like, (laughs) and then getting Angle slammed off a table that's propped up on the top rope. It's like, Jesus Christ, guys. Like, Shane honestly really put himself on the line, like, physically for this company. And I, I truly appreciate him for what he's done. But I just think this they could have gone about this a completely different way it just it doesn't seem genuine that's that's the biggest thing I, I guess I have with this storyline this it does not seem like it's a genuine thing to do like why would you attack mentally physically whatever somebody who could clearly kill you in one shot <laughs> like it does not make any sense whatsoever if he did this to like say, I don't know. Um, Like Daniel Bryan. I can kind of of see that a little bit more. You know, because they're closer in in size, and it just makes more sense. It's more realistic. But him going after Braun, it's just like, no. This does not make any sense. I don't care if Braun is is, is as smart as a box of rocks, and that would be insulting the rocks. Just Braun would smash him, and it would be done. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm sure the match is going to be spectacular because Shane's going to do something ridiculous. It's going to happen. But I think Braun's going to either destroy him in the ring or throw him out. So we could both get this match wrong and Shane wins, but Shane probably dies at the same point. So, (laughs) who knows? Who knows? Awesome. Wow, this this is interesting. Off to an interesting start. I know we're, we're completely the same. Now I think things will get a little interesting.
0: I don't I don't think too much more in night one, but, um, next up is actually in some ways I'm really curious because I've heard everyone's talking about Cesaro and how good, you know, how good he's been Cesaro taking on Seth Rollins, who I would almost say is the face of uh, the brand he's on right now. What is he on uh, uh, SmackDown? Now he's on rock. He's on Raw. Okay, I said I said years ago, and I think you and I talked about it. If anyone, no, I said it last year on the podcast. If anyone could be the face of WWE or at least Raw, it would be Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, or Seth Rollins.
1: Right.
0: Um, but anyways, Cesaro taking on Seth Rollins. Um, I have hopes that they're really starting to push Seth, uh, Cesaro to finally have a nice singles run, and not that Seth Seth is going to be a hall of is he's a hall of famer already.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
0: But if they're giving him Cesaro this push, I want to say Cesaro wins this.
1: I I do agree, and I actually want to correct myself. They actually are on SmackDown. I I forget the shows are. Uh, yeah, um, but no, they they are both on SmackDown, and um, but yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, Cesaro has been in the middle of uh, what seems to be a great push. When Seth came back, um, he his his promo when he first came back was was outstanding. Um, he was you know done being the the savior of everything and came out to his old music and everything was great and he was all happy. And then you know he talked about you know having a child and how it was you know the greatest thing in his life and his life has changed and. Now he wants to, oh wait, still be the same exact Seth Rollins. Now he's changed his moniker. Now he wants everybody to embrace the vision. And he had the entire SmackDown roster out there. And they all, once they heard him started going into his shtick that he's been doing forever, they all turned around and walked away. The only person to remain was Cesaro. So that was interesting to me right off the bat. So I was like, okay, is Cesaro going to join forces with Seth? This is interesting. Um, Of course, when Seth's making this big proclamation of everything, the lights are all out, so he can't see everybody leaving. So when the lights come back up, he's looking around the ring, doesn't see anybody and he starts getting upset, and then he notices Cesaro. So he's like, ah, I knew you would understand, blah, 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 blah. And then Cesaro just kind of looked at him and goes, you haven't changed one bit. And then he walks off, tries to walk away. As he's doing that, Seth obviously is infuriated, gets out of the ring and starts attacking Cesaro. So immediately at that point, I'm freaking out on my couch because I'm like, oh my God, we're gonna get Cesaro and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Ah! I'm just freaking <laughs> out. Because number one, Seth Rollins is a god it's God's gift to wrestling. I I don't care how much you hate the man, um, not just to you, but like in general, the man is amazing. He he's a he is a, a generational talent. And I'm so happy that he's still here because he could have left after him and Becky had had their child. They could have been gone forever. And, you know, God bless him if that was going to be the case. But Seth is back and we'll talk about Becky in just a few minutes. Um, That, and you know, my love for Cesaro. I've wanted Cesaro to have – of actual singles push for years. I was happy with him being tag team champion. That's all good and fine. He can win the lower belts. That's fine too. But this, this can catapult him into that upper echelon that he should have been in to begin with. He beats Seth tonight. I can immediately see him going after whoever wins the main event of night two. Immediately because I think this will be his career-defining WrestleMania moment, even more than when he uh, eliminated Big Show in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. That pop that he got when he picked up the Big Show still gives me chills to this day, and it's been, God, I, I don't remember how long it's been now. It's been at least half a decade. It's been... <clears throat> so I honestly expect this to be... Easily the match of the night. It might even be match of the weekend. And that is my bold statement of the night.
0: <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's, I like it. I like it. Um, following that, we have the tag team turmoil match between, uh, L- Lana, Naomi, taking on Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, taking on the Riot squad, taking on Natalia and Tamina, taking on Billy Kate and Carmella. I'm gonna go off. Um, I'm gonna go on a limb here. There's two teams I'm looking at. Okay. See the Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, okay. or Billy Kane Carmella. Okay. And I think I'm gonna pick the
1: former. Dana Brooke and, and Mandy Rose. Okay. Yes. All right. Retorts. Well, not really a retort. Like <laughs> uh, this is this is interesting. Like the winner of this match will take on. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the Women's Tag Team Championships on night two. Now, <clears throat> there's been lots of different storylines with all of these tag teams except for Billy Kay and Carmella. They actually just recently came together last night <laughs> on SmackDown. Um, Billy Kay, though, ever since the split of the Iconics Rip, still makes me very sad, has been walking around on SmackDown with a resume. Picture on the front, resume on the back. She's been walking around to everybody trying to get some type of job within WWE. Like, she's been a lost soul trying to find her way. And it has been some of the greatest segments. They've all been short, but they've been some of the greatest segments that I've watched uh, on on wrestling television. So, uh, I love Billy Kay. Like, I was always, you know how I feel about Peyton Royce. And Mm -hmm. I still love Peyton Royce to death. But Billy Kay might be my favorite non-actual active wrestler on wrestling television right now. (laughs) So last week she was watching this whole like tag team turmoil match kind of get, you know, put together, and Carmella's watching this on the screen as well, and Billy walks up to Carmella. Hands her one of her resumes because Carmella wants to be in a match at WrestleMania and she's upset why she's not. So, you know, Billy's like trying to offer her service. Carmella uh, initially just kind of like brushes her away and then says, wait a minute, let me, let me take a look at that. So, when she took the resume, of course, the internet exploded because they all love Billy Kay as well. And we're like, oh my god, we could have her in WrestleMania matches, it'd be great. So <clears throat> For me personally, I'm on. I'm going to pick Billy Kay and Carmela to win this because I I don't know. I just have that feeling that either they're going to win or they're going to lose first. And losing first might actually happen, but I don't really care at this point. But <laughs> I just want. I'm just happy to see that Billy Kay is in a wrestling match, uh, WrestleMania match once again. But I'm also a bit sad because Peyton is not.
0: No, that's a that's a, that's
1: a good one. Um. But I I will also say like um, possible a uh, par possible, that's a word. Possible dark horses of this match: Natalia and Tamina. They've been super dominant since coming together as a team. I, I said this last night. Tamina's been underutilized her entire career. Yep, and. To an extent, you could also say the same for Natalia. I mean, she's had her title runs, she's done well, but mostly she's kind of been pushed to the back when she's not, like, you know, winning her championships. But since these two have come together, they've dominated together. So I'm interested to see how far they go tonight. Um, The Riot Squad has been an underdog story ever since they came back together. Uh, they also have a, a, some history with Billy Kay because Billy Kay tried to help them when they first came back and she actually ended up costing them a whole bunch of matches, including a title match. So there's some animosity there. Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose have been another one of those kind of thrown together tag teams that actually really works. Uh, I think they're, what do they call themselves? The Sexy Strong Friends, I believe. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of weird. And then Lana and Naomi, again, another random tag team that's thrown together that's really working. So this could be a real, real entertaining match. And I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it as well. And it's nice to see that we got a whole lot of ladies on this first night of WrestleMania, including... Our main event of the evening for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Our 2021 Women's Battle Royal winner, Bianca Belair, challenging the boss, the standard, the blueprint, the conversation, Sasha Banks. I think I'm going to tell
0: you right now, ever since the Royal Rumble, my my answer has been quite clear. Yeah. Bianca Belair is walking away champion. All right. Uh oh. Uh oh. I hear some. I hear some, uh, I, hear some anima- I hear some. It's like, oh, you wrong, boy.
1: Well, I no. no, no, no. Um, I am disagreeing with you, and I'm sure this will cost me the whole night, and I'm completely okay with that. I think the way the way Sasha's been being presented, um, she's gone directly from fan favorite to. Shit, heel, and it's been amazing to see. Sasha Banks now has this um, has this laugh that is the most annoying thing on the planet, but I love it to death because it's annoying so many people. <laughs> uh, you know how I am for heels. I, I, I'm always I'm oh, so always good used. heel work. That's what we're getting at here. Oh, he, oh it's beautiful oh, heel yeah. work. It, beautiful, yeah. annoying heel work, and it's just like Sami Zayn again on the same like on the same type of level. Just like absolutely like you want to punch him in the face annoying heel work um i mean, obviously would never punch a woman but you know what i'm getting at um i have a feeling that with bianca bianca's obviously been on a mete- meteoric rise ever since she won the rumble and it would not surprise me if she is able to defeat sasha banks but i feel that Sasha will find a way. Maybe she'll lie, cheat, and steal. But I think Sasha's going to end up retaining her title. And probably what's going to be if if not the second best match of the night or um maybe even second best match of the whole the whole show. I believe these two are going to put out some ridiculously good work for this main event tonight. But I am going to say I think Sasha might retain. And this one's tough for me, like this one is, you know, how we go about that wrestling logic. Whoever gets the last laugh is going to be the one that you know takes the, you know, they'll lose the title or, or they'll lose the big match. This one really didn't have that. Like it was kind of like Sasha tried to attack Bianca, Bianca kind of fought her off, and they just kind of stared down at one another to end you know, like their segment. They were they were in. I'm just like, shit, <laughs> this doesn't help me at all so what
0: you're so from what you're telling me and this could be actually a plausible idea I'm not gonna change my uh, pick though um with the way things have been sasha could win and that still k- kind of like Kofi let's talk about Kofi here yep Kofi denied after you know denied chance after chance after chance after chance after chance finally at mania gets his opportunity yep and everyone thought he was still gonna lose there right. Where she could, Bianca could lose, but it
1: gives her the momentum. Where, say, SummerSlam, she gets the title shot again. Bingo, bingo. I think that this might be a case of WWE might be pushing her too quickly. She might need to be because obviously she's running around on the whole EST moniker, which is fine, and I, I, it really is working for her. But I feel like Sasha, being the wily veteran now of the group. She even, she even talks down to Bianca calling her the rookie uh, and stuff like that and, like, blaming her for losses that they would have because for a while they were a bit of a tag team before things kind of really just turned on – they turned on one another or I should say Sasha really turned on, on Bianca. Um, so that would lead to more momentum, I would think, on Bianca's side, which, again, is now making me kind of reconsider my pick, but <laughs> – um, I still feel – I think it would be a better turn to have Sasha win at Mania. And also, fun fact, Sasha Banks is actually winless at WrestleMania. She's, I believe, 0-6 or 0-5. It's <laughs> So if you want to keep a streak going, maybe pick Bianca for this one. But I don't know. I just – I just have that feeling that Sasha's going to do something near criminal to keep this title. No, and
0: that's a, that's a fair argument. That's a fair argument. But I think it'll be a good I, I will agree with you. Um, I think it'll be one of the best matches of the night. Absolutely. Night down. Yeah. Um, And Bianca Belair is still going to be the winner, whether she loses or not.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. 100%.
0: <sighs> Scott, we got one night down. Let's hop over to night two. Let's go. Um, night two. Asuka taking on Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. Yep. Let's. I'm looking at this right now. Always been a big fan of Asuka. hmm And I haven't seen Rhea since she left for the main roster, so I don't really know what her stance
1: is right now with everything. She literally just appeared like three weeks ago. Was she injured? Nope. They just kept her out. So they've been doing vignettes for a while, and then... Three weeks ago, she, she showed up and immediately challenged Oscar for the title. Because initially, this was supposed to be Charlotte Flair's position, but then she got COVID. And then the whole mess with Andrade happened. So there's a whole lot of talk and rumors that Charlotte's being pushed punished. out of Mania this year. Exactly, punished for what's been happening with Andrade. And a lot of people think she never even actually got COVID and that they just use that as a storyline, which I don't believe. I believe that if she actually got it, she got it. And because that would be that would be an atrocious lie to, for WWE to do. Would it um, shock you, though? Yes. At this point, yes, it would. Because this is a global pandemic. We've lost, there's been lots of death. So I don't think this is something that you really want to even chance playing around with. So Charlotte on Twitter actually came out and, and said that she ended up, that she did get COVID. So I believe her. So maybe this is just a you know precautionary thing that they're keeping her out. Maybe she's not even being punished for what happened with Andrade, but I don't know. I'm not them. I I wasn't there. I'm not a, you know, I wasn't a fly on the wall, so I don't know what's going on. But you can only hear the rumors and speculate on what's going on. But that's why I believe they threw Rhea into this. Um, But it's actually been a pretty decent build for three weeks. Um, So I'm interested to see who you're going to pick here. Sorry,
0: who did you pick again?
1: I didn't pick anybody cuz remember I'm letting you go first cuz you haven't watched the product. <sighs> That's
0: tough because Rhea Ripley is like she came in You know what? I'm going to say Asuka. Okay. You mentioned you mentioned the whole Charlotte thing and I would I had no I, I was just thinking about it I'm like I don't I don't fucking know. They fought and she lost the be- yo know, Charlotte got the belt from Rhea. Yep. Last year. So it wouldn't surprise me if this is, and I'm gonna. This is what I'm gonna say. Oscar wins because Charlotte
1: interfered with Rhea. Okay, okay, I can I can definitely see that. Um, I actually didn't think of that. So now I'm kind of like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> because I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm like Rhea Ripley. It's too soon, but you
0: know, it would be a. And again, I want them to shock me. I you're part of wrestling is like it's become so predictable. When there's a shock happen, it's yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what you want. So I'm gonna go with Asuka. Okay. Only because Charlotte interferes.
1: Okay. Um with that with that being said, um, I could I can absolutely definitely see that happening. However, but I'm you, gonna con- I'm gonna contradict myself that I from, from night one, and I'm gonna say that Rhea Ripley is gonna shock people and she's gonna win the raw women's championship. And here's why. Asuka's reign as champion, unfortunately, has been very lackluster. Um, she was even knocked out of action, literally, for three weeks because Shayna Baszler kicked her front teeth out. Like, legitimately. I watched her teeth fly out of her mouth on Monday Night Raw. Oh, it's so cute. Shayna accidentally kicked her right in the face while Oscar was down... Uh, attacking I think probably Naya. And she hit her so hard. I watched her teeth pop out and kind of like move fly like a foot and a half out of her out of her mouth. And you immediately see and I feel so bad for Shayna. You immediately see Shayna drop on like all fours and you can see her talking to Asuka, probably profusely apologizing for her taking out her teeth. <laughs> And Asuka disappeared for a while. For, oh, for three wait a weeks.
0: minute. I think I saw that video.
1: Yeah. So Asuka disappears for three weeks because Shayna kicked her teeth out. So, um, but other than that, like, there's been pay-per-views that have gone by where Asuka's not even defending her title. And it's just like they have no – they seem to not have any direction for her whatsoever, and it's unfortunate. Now, the only thing that could really sway me towards Asuka – Having the title back is if Becky Lynch shows up and challenges Oscar for the title that she never lost. No, that would uh, that's fair. That that's that's
0: and that's and that could play a part in it too.
1: <laughs> that that yeah exactly. So like you said, now we have both sides. It could be Charlotte interfering, or. I don't think I don't think that Becky would interfere in the match. But if Oscar wins, I think that Becky would challenge her either that night or on Raw after Mania. I, I want to point something out to you. It's
0: crazy to me that one of the biggest heels, and it's op- it, they're They're it's not a storyline, but it's known, and they kind of make it known that the one of the biggest heels in WWE is married to one of the or engaged in has a child with. One of the biggest faces in WWE. Right. It's mind-blowing. And they don't even address it. They're just like, yeah, it happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The the only time that Seth has even acknowledged the fact, other than the little thing that they did together when they were still dating. But the only time he acknowledges it now is when he first came back and talked about how he had a child. He didn't mention Becky's name, but we all know, obviously, because it's social media and that's what happens. But, yeah. Yeah. Seth has done a spectacular job of of separating his personal and his business life. And I I can honestly expect Becky to do the same. Now, Becky did just put out a post on Instagram, I believe, last last night. And if you read the first letter of every word that she puts out, it spells out night one. So, but, but Becky trolled the hell out of everybody during the rumble. By putting up a picture of Gorilla position before the Women's Rumble, so this obviously could just be another trolling thing. But people have been expecting Becky to come back around Mania time. Will she? I don't know. She's a new mom. She may not want to wrestle again. What did that baby, by the way? Um. I don't remember the exact date, but I think it was before the rumble.
0: Because that is that is, and I and I asked that because, like you said, you know, she might not want to come back right now because it's not a. Uh, it, side note: So w- my job, I have some project managers over from Ireland. Um, one of them's on maternity leave. Their maternity leave is like six months, and I know she's not over there, but for all I know, Becky could be taking a long period because they both wrestle. Right. Both of them are professional wrestlers yep you know um but no good that's that's good that's interesting um so that being said i I, I never thought I'd say I'd be excited to see another fiend or Bray Wyatt or the fiend taken on Randy orton <laughs> And from I and this is one of the ones I kind of kind of familiar with. I'm going to say the fiend Bray Wyatt gets the win on this one.
1: Okay, because if you didn't pick the fiend, you and I are going to have words.
0: Well, I know he disappeared, <laughs> and then Alexa's been. Let me talk about a
1: woman, a female wrestler who can reinvent herself and always oh, be good. My God she has been putting out some of the best acting that I've seen from a wrestling standpoint in a very long time. The slow descent into madness that Alexa Bliss has gone through has just been astounding to watch. Like the subtle changes that's been happening. And now things seem to be, I don't want to say degrading Uh and like a, a facial feature type of thing, but, like, the makeup has become so much darker. The 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 words that she speaks are more sinister. It's like she's completely being absorbed into the whole Fiend character. And obviously, with the Fiend coming back at Fastlane after being gone for three months, after Randy burned him alive, he comes back and everything on him is melted. And it's just the his new mask is just atrociously amazing, <laughs> which I never thought those words would go together, but they do. I just love the melt effect that he has, and it's just he seems more dangerous than ever. And now with with Alexa Bliss being obviously just as sinister, like I I know you don't watch the product, but I feel bad that you've missed out on some of the probably some of the best mind-messing segments on, on wrestling television. It's just... And I know that, you know, uh, and I mentioned this mo- most of the time during my Raw reviews, uh, the, the huge feud that's been going on between myself and Sam from Know the Ropes podcast, this is it on Sunday. Like... We've been talking shit for, for, for months and it all comes to a head to, uh, on on Sunday, and it's a little bit of sweet for me because I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I honestly, I honestly think that this might be the way that they put Randy down for good. And I know that's a bold statement because I think Randy can still go for a few more years. But this wouldn't surprise me if Randy wanted to just be like I right, had done. I wouldn't be surprised either.
0: He's been... it's So, Randy Orton hasn't seemed to age. No. He really hasn't. Like, honestly, being the legend killer, he's been able to suck the life out of (laughs) all of the talent. Him and even AJ Styles. AJ Styles, you you think about 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. So, think about, like, when Macho Man... I'm going to use Macho Man as an example. Okay. When he was considered old... Let's see. So he's born fifty-two, sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety-two. 52, 60, 70, 80, 92. So 92, 93, when Vince considered him old and sidelined him to become a commentator, he was Randy's age.
1: That's insane.
0: So, and not that Randy Savage looked old. No. No. 40, 40, 41, 30 years ago is different from forty, forty-one today. True. I, had, I, I was listening to Joe Rogan and he talked about that because he's Joe Rogan's in his, like, early 50s. And he goes, he was talking to whoever he had on, he goes, who do you know who was 50 years old who looked like us when we were kids? And, like, nobody. When you were 50, you were old. That was it. Right. Yeah. It's like the old age is, like, because of just how things are and we're more health conscious, you know, taking care of ourselves better than older generations, we're living longer, we're looking, you know, looking better. So Randy... Randy looks like a god at his age. He really does. And maybe he does want time off. I mean, he has how many kids? yo know,
1: he's, he's, he's got a
0: fair amount. Yeah, he has he has a big family. I know that. Um, but I, yep, nope. I think Bray, uh, Bray is you know all the Fiend, you know, whatever you want to call him. He's coming back, and he's laying down and redeeming himself after the WrestleMania 33 uh, uh. havoc. Okay, up next we got Biggie taking on Apollo Cruz, um, for the Intercontinental title. Um, looking at this and seeing how Biggie, it sounds like he's just been getting pushed madly. Yep. Um, Biggie, I think is getting the win on this one.
1: Okay. With how this story has unfolded, um, with leading to the evolution of Apollo Cruz turning into "quote unquote" the real Apollo, at this point um it's been probably some of the best work that these two gentlemen have done in their careers um i i love that apollo's completely just just i don't want to say absorbed but like embraced his nigerian um heritage he comes out now with like the he comes out with guards at times he has this this big spear that he has, uh, and it's just like the presentation's really good. He even now has his real voice, which is has a Nigerian accent to it, um, which completely threw everybody off guard when he first started talking uh, like that. Um, the stuff that he's done to Big E, and just the way the match ended at Fastlane. I don't feel like Apollo can get screwed anymore. It's, I don't. I still do not understand what the Nigerian drum fight is. Uh, <laughs> they really haven't done a good job explaining it. I, I guess they're going to be people around the ring with Nigerian drums, and they're going to be playing during the match. I'm like, okay. I don't know, like, the rules. I don't know if it's no holds barred or, or whatnot. But outside of that stipulation, I feel like Apollo Cruz is going to get his moment at WrestleMania. Um, and I don't think this will diminish Big E as much either, but I think it's time for Apollo to shine. And I think tomorrow night will be the night he, he gets that done.
0: Ward. Okay. So next up we have Kevin Owens taking on Sami Zayn with Logan Paul. Uh, I have a couple of ideas on this one, but I'm going to stick with I'm going to stick with Sami Zayn. And I'll give you some logic.
1: Wow. Okay. All right.
0: So first and foremost, he's with Logan Paul. Um, you know, a YouTuber. You know, whether you think he's an asshole or not for some of the stuff he's done, he's a YouTuber. Also, um, his brother, his younger brother, I think has a UFC fight coming up, or a boxing match coming up. Yep. So, I wouldn't be surprised if this gets kind of, like, pro, uh, co-promoted, in a sense. Because that fight happens, what, in the next couple weeks?
1: I'm not sure, to be honest with you.
0: So, anyways, so he has... So, he has a boxing a, a fight coming up. April 17th, actually. Oh, okay, so next week, okay. So, I wouldn't be surprised. So, I could see that as a promo, almost. Also, we're talking about Kevin Owens here, and we got a pirate ship. <laughs> and we all know what's going to happen, and we all know what we want to happen.
1: Yeah.
0: I think, and whether he gets him or not, with whatever he does off that pirate ship, I think it might sway the tide of Kevin Owens winning. Plus, mention. <laughs> mentioned... You mentioned how annoying Sami Zayn is as a heel. So for him to get a win over his you know, best friend from years for years now, I think would add to the fuel to this fire. So I'm going to go with Sami Zayn.
1: All right. Um, obviously, you know who I'm going to pick because he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um I'm going with KO. Um, We talked about his WrestleMania shirts that he's been putting out, and I'm very sad that I missed out on all of them because at the time I really wasn't collecting. And it's just... I don't know. Like, the way this whole thing started, Sami Zayn has been on this escapade for months now about how WWE has been... um, It's a big conspiracy against him. I would say ever since he left during the pandemic even though he was Intercontinental champion and then came back and was forced to you know defend it in a triple threat match with Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles and it was just this ridiculousness that's that's developed into one of the more entertaining storylines on 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 SmackDown um so the whole thing with Logan Paul has been the he was having a red carpet premiere for his trailer for his document <laughs> his documentary that's coming out that's going to be talking about the whole conspiracy theory against it. And he was kind of talking with Logan Paul on the internet about how, you know, because Logan Paul's got 23 million followers on YouTube, that maybe he would, you know, take a look. And he's done conspiracy theory, theory stuff before. And, you know, Logan Paul's been open to this saying, yeah, sure, I'll take a look. And, you know, this seems uh, like you might be on something. And so they have – Sammy has the whole red carpet thing, and then they show the trailer. And it's like Blair Witch Project-esque style stuff. And it's like it, – it's some of the most ridiculous conspiracy theories that I've ever seen when it comes to wrestling. And it's some top-notch work, though, because it's Sami Zayn, and he always comes out with some killer stuff. Side note, they're actually coming out with, <laughs> with uh, a special about this at some point because he's been having people videotape him for months, and it's been legit. So it's, they're going to end up turning it into a special on, on uh, Peacock. Um, at some point. So I'm actually really looking forward to seeing that. But with this, this whole thing, he tried to get KO to be on his side. And KO's like, dude, maybe you're just losing because they're better than you. You lost. It just it's, is what it is. Move on. And obviously Sammy at this point has, has completely cracked. And um, he attacked Kevin Owens while Kevin was doing commentary. So that's what kind of led into all that. You know, The following week, KO does his KO show and has Sammy on. And he doesn't even want an apology for anything. He just wants to know if Sammy will fight him at WrestleMania. And that's kind of how this, this goes. And then the weeks afterwards leading up to tomorrow, they just went fighting one another. Like last night on SmackDown, like Sammy uh, came out to commentary because they were showing a clip of something that happened but Sammy says, no, there's more do- There's more footage, and you're not showing the right footage. It's more of a conspiracy. And then KO comes out of nowhere, and they start fighting at ringside. So it's just like, I think this will be another one of those matches. This probably could be the second or third best match of the whole weekend because it's Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And anybody who knows their history knows that they're going to put out some of the greatest stuff of their career.
0: They are so talented. Both oh of them. God. Uh, following that, um, we have Riddle taking on Sheamus for the U.S. title. Again, mm-hmm. this is another one I'm not familiar with, and this one might be tough. Um, but I probably could make an argument for both. Riddle, you know, he's he's young, fresh talent. He's great. He's not good. He's great. Um, he has... He he has something about... He has the it factor, almost. But you have Sheamus, who... When was the last time Sheamus had a singles run with a title?
1: It's been a while. So, and how long has Riddle had the belt for? Um, It's been a few months, because he won it from Lashley before <clears throat> uh, Hell in a Cell, maybe. Because he, he won it from Lashley, and that was the night Lashley attacked um Drew which then made Drew lose the title to Miz and that set up that whole thing for Lashley oh. to become a champion. So yeah, so it's been, it's been a f- f- few months. Okay. Two, so
0: two I'm going to say Riddle wins this match and retains. Okay. Um, I think Seamus. And again, I haven't watched and I know that they've, he's been solo for a bit now. Um, but I feel like Sheamus, I don't know how much longer he plans on wrestling because he too is an old, he's, he's getting there up there. Um, not up there. He's 43. So he's even older than Randy Orton. Yep. Um, but I think Sheamus has one more title run in him. I don't think it's with the U.S. title personally. Okay. But I think Riddle takes it because Riddle, you know, it's Matt
1: Riddle, bro. Um, Riddle also has one of the most ridiculous like, VR-style entrances. I don't know, because I know you haven't watched lately, but most of these people, when they come out now, they have some VR thing attached to them. Um, And for some reason, when Riddle jumps in the ring and throws off his sandals, birds start flying everywhere. It's probably the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I don't understand the correlation, but it is what it is. So, the thing with Riddle... Is, riddle me this. Yes, I will riddle really you this. Um, Vince seems to be very high on him. No pun intended. Um, a couple weeks ago, he had probably one of the greatest like flubs on television. And I, I, we find out later it was a pre-taped segment. He was on SmackDown in like five different backstage segments. And just some of the most ridiculous stuff that you could imagine coming from Riddle, and at one point he was talking with Oscar, and he started talking about something, and then forgot his line and said, "I don't know, never mind." That wasn't what I was supposed to say, and then just kind of like walked off the stage, like and just like left the segment. And you see Oscar's face, and she's just like. What? But it's Oscar, so she recovers quickly and kind of like moves on. But apparently that was a pre-taped segment and Vince watched that with I believe Bruce Pritchard and they laughed their asses off so bad they're like fuck it, we'll keep it in the show. But you know what? You could also you could you could play that off. You, yeah, you could. And you know- they did. They did on Raw Talk that night. Uh, MVP made some snide comment about stuff, and, and Riddle just kind of played it off. And said, yeah, that'll happen to you. It was just, yeah, and I, uh, the I, fall.
0: <laughs> I think about like Britt Baker and how she had that flub, and then all of a sudden, like it like shot her up to starter after after that. Yeah. So, sorry, you are gonna say something. I cut you off. My bad.
1: No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. Um, it's just, I don't know. It was um. They just—they've been making snide comments, or other wrestlers have been making snide comments since then. Like, oh, you remember, you remember what to say this week and stuff like that. And, um, but he's—he's he's drawn the ire of not only Sheamus but Ali recently. Um, he's been able to to put Ali away um, after Retribution fell apart, and now. Sheamus, he's beaten Sheamus before, but something just tells me that Sheamus is going to get his revenge on Sunday. And I think Sheamus is going to walk out as the new U.S. champ. Because you talked about a final run. I would love to see him be WWE or Universal Champion, but I think U.S. title might be the the highest that I think they allow him to go, which is unfortunate.
0: That's fair. That's a fair argument. Plus, maybe it gives Riddle to... Look for higher
1: pastures, if you will. <laughs> I'm really sad that they didn't do some type of interaction between RVD and Riddle. By the way, maybe they'll do it during WrestleMania. I think Who that knows? would be amazing.
0: Who knows? You know, you never know.
1: Um, next up, Nia Jackson
0: and Shayna Baszler taking on the winner of the tag team turmoil match from the night <laughs> before. Um, that's a tough one. I don't know. Going off of my picks, and this is going off of my picks. If, you went, if I picked what you chose, Billy Kay and Carmella, mm-hmm. for some reason, I could see them win. I could see Carmella and Billy Kay winning somehow. Some flub. Okay. But with my picks, personally, I don't see them beating Jackson Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. They're, first of all, Nia Jax is Nia Jax. Second of all, Shayna Baszler is just another one. Just like her whole run in NXT, she made people tap out. Right. So, I see them retaining those titles. I see Shayna Beza and Nia Jax becoming like the, the the like almost like the how do I word this? I don't want to I don't want to throw anyone off, but almost like the Dudley boys are the new day of the women's tag titles.
1: Okay. The another if you want to go the female route, they could be the next Natalia Beth Phoenix
0: Yes, but I'm also thinking in, in terms of titles.
1: Right, The yes. amount okay. and the length. Okay. Okay. Um, I will stick with my Tag Team Turmoil group of Billy Kay and Carmella. And here's my reasoning: Naya and Shayna right now, have Reginald with them. I know you haven't watched, so you probably don't even know who the hell he is. Reginald was Carmela's sommelier. Oh, which... yeah, he was at um the Rumble, wasn't he? Yes. So, you know, things kind of fell apart with him and Carmella. Reginald was paying too much attention to Sasha. Obviously, Carmela didn't like this. You know, jealousy took over. She decided to fire Reginald, who was also turned away by Sasha after the fact. but Naya picks him up thinking, you know, yeah, oh, you look pretty cute. I I like you. We'll see what we'll see how things go. Shayna is like disgusted by all this. She's just like he's useless. What the hell, you know, why is he around? Um but going forward like they did this whole like fashion show for him um with 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 Naya it was it was actually kind of comical. I actually I I, I laughed pretty hard at it during those segments. But ever since then, he's been helping um, Nia and, and Shayna win matches, and they've kept on to the titles. But the way my brain works, I, I have this like oddball feeling that maybe Carmelo will try to sweet-talk him into to helping them win, and maybe it'll work, maybe it'll backfire. I don't know. I'm just going to pick um, – Billy and Carmella to to win. I mean, I could be completely wrong, and again, I'd be okay with it. But I think it'd be really cool to see Carmella and and Billy Kay win tag team titles literally two nights after they were formed as a tag team. Yeah, no, that's
0: that. I can see that. I can I can definitely see that happening. Okay. Main event for the weekend, the triple threat match for the universal title, Roman Reigns, Edge, Daniel Bryan. Um there are two way, two ways I can go about this one. Um, you know, Daniel Bryan was thrown here, and I don't I'm not familiar. Oh you could pretty much say anybody. Roman Reigns is unstoppable. Mm. Daniel Bryan was thrown in at last minute and I'm not, again, I, you know we've discussed this a billion times already I haven't watched the product why he's included, <laughs> not sure you can clarify that after I give my pick and then you got Edge who has his first return to wrestling in seven years wins the Rumble for me and most times I would be like oh he's an older guy it's kind of like Batiste okay the difference with Batista, and I'm not like a, like, I like Batista, but he was never, I was never a crazy Batista fan. Okay. But, like, Edge has the, Edge really just has the fan. Like, people love Edge. And Edge still looks like he, this is it. This is going to be his final run, whether he, this, this is going to be his last title run. I think Edge is getting it. But also, and I might be getting ahead of myself here, but I want to plant some seeds. I'm a seed planter. That sounded weird. That's not (laughs) getting cut. Edge has the title. For how long? I don't know. However, if things are going to go the way we've discussed, back up to NXT, TakeOver, Stand and Deliver, with the main event, with Adam Cole losing, and potentially going to the main roster, who do I want taking that belt from edge who has the it factor that has the heel status that will use that as bragging rights as why he deserves to be on top all the fucking time. It's Adam Cole, baby. And who doesn't want to see edge take on Adam Cole?
1: Oh my God. That would be
0: sorry. Fantasy booking, but that that's my logic.
1: That would be absolutely incredible. Um I actually do have Edge as well winning this. I believe he's going to pin Dana Bryan because this is the protect Roman Reigns at all costs match. Um, but this is the perfect way for Roman not to have the title anymore. Um Edge has never you have to remember Edge never lost his world heavyweight championship back in the day. He had to give it up because of the injury. There's also rumors and speculation going around. If Edge wins tonight, he will drop the Universal Title, and the Big Gold Belt will return. Oh. If that ha- if that happens, you will hear me scream next Friday. I'll tell you right now. You will belt. hear my voice from Vermont to Rhode Island. You will hear the it. best belt. It is the best belt. It has the most prestige. I don't care if they want to call it the WWE belt. The World Heavyweight Championship. That is Ric Flair's WCW title. That is the World Heavyweight Championship. (laughs) Yes. Sorry, Nick This That is the real world championship. End of story. Well, Scott, that was a...
0: Let me say. We're actually pretty... (laughs) For, again, for somebody
1: who watches the product and doesn't watch the product, we're we're pretty aligned on most of this. We we are. There's only a few. There's only a few differences, and I, I'm sure all those will go to you because that's just how this works. Or we, but- <laughs> we get the differences and we lose the rest of them. Of course, it's also possible. Um, yeah, I think let's see. There's uh, we only had one difference or two differences in night one, and. We have actually five differences on night two. So night one, we're pretty the same, but night two, we're, we're we're almost opposites on everything. So the only match that we have the same are, is the fiend and Randy, because that's how it should be. And edge winning the title. All the other matches we're opposite of one another. So night two will be very interesting to see who, who's right and who's wrong. And I, I just, I'm so excited for this whole thing to happen. Me
0: too. Um, I'm thinking in my head, if there's any surprise that's going to happen, WrestleMania Mania, again, you know, you still have to roll off the WrestleMania. We still have SmackDown next Friday. But I'm going to say, if there's any surprises to happen this, tonight or tomorrow, the one that just comes to mind is Becky Lynch's return.
1: Yeah. That's the one that just sticks that, out. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Like I, like I had mentioned, like if Oscar is able to retain the title at Mania, it would not surprise me if Becky Lynch's music hit. She walks to the ring, and they end off in like just a stare just a stare down at one another. That right there, I think would generate the most ridiculous amount of hype from the crowd, and it's a live crowd. I cannot express to you how much I've waited. For this, I'm sure a lot of us uh, fan wise who are not there have thought the same thing, but I don't even care. I want to hear what chants, I want to hear CM Punk chants, I want to hear asshole chants, I want to hear every ridiculous chance that we've had because god damn it, I've missed the live crowd. And, and, and as depressing as it's going to be, it's going to go right back to the Thunderdome. With no live fans Ron Raw and SmackDown after after this weekend, I don't care. Give me the real bodies.
0: Also, Just more important, this. I want pops. Yes. Let me tell you something yes. that this 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 shit that's been being pushed in. There have been no pops.
1: Nope. And and any of the pops that have been there have been like audio popped in and it's it's it sounds terrible Mm -hmm. it's just it's not authentic and i know why there to be obviously the safety protocols i understand it i get it it's for everybody's best you know purpose to have them in place but it just this weekend's going to be special because we get to hear the crowds again and forty five thousand plus strong it's it's gonna be loud and I can't wait for it
0: me neither Scott well this is it it's go time we're ready you guys are ready guys thank you for listening and if you don't need to do so please follow us on Twitter at media underscore bedlam you can find myself as the SOB official and Scott as Scotty jstream you can find us on Facebook YouTube and Instagram as bedlam Media We are on all streaming platforms, including Pandora now. Uh, If you don't already do so, please like, share, subscribe, comment, leave a review. Tell people why you love Bedlam Media and why Bedlam Media and Above the Ring are the podcasts you choose to listen to and why they should as well. Guys, this has been our go-home show for WrestleMania. Thank you so much for listening. Do not forget to follow us. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam.